Napa know-how. This October, it's no trick. A five-quart jug of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil is just $26.99. Plus, get a treat, a $10 Visa gift card. Because the only thing spookier than ghouls and ghosts is engine sludge. That's Mobile One five-quart jugs for $26.99 plus $10 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 1031-19. Do you believe in ghosts? When moving house, it could take time to get used to the new noises and energy around the place, especially moving from a place like an apartment building to a detached house. In fact, for some this transition could feel almost like a paranormal experience. This week's story is about one couple's experience making the same move from an apartment to their own first home. Although it seemed like their dream move, they could have never expected the events that would unfold. You're listening to Ghost Stories the Podcast, and this is Something in the Loft. I've never really believed in ghosts or apparitions. In fact, I've always classed myself as a skeptic of the unexplained. I think I got this from my dad. If I remember correctly, his favorite quote is something along the lines of, don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. So yeah, I guess I'd say I was raised to view the unexplained with a strong level of skepticism and logical explanation. Of course, small experiences have the potential to change your outlook, while major ones can turn your belief system completely upside down. I think it'd be fair to say that's what happened to me. My wife and I purchased a house in a quaint little village. The place wasn't that old in the grand scheme of things, maybe 10, 15 years. We were first time buyers and couldn't wait to sink our teeth into all the little projects you can't do in a rental property. Now I'll admit, when we first moved in there, there was an unusual energy around the house. I'd sit, describe it as a deafening silence that allowed us to hear every creak throughout the place. It's an unusual thing when you're sailing into bed at night and you could swear you hear the distinct sound of steps in your hallway. Of course, it's, it's nothing more than the house settling. These are the things you never notice when you live in a block of flats. There was always the noises of someone coming or going at all hours of the day. Now, I may have been a skeptic, but my wife, on the other hand, she full on believes in anything of a paranormal persuasion. From night one, when the house made any noises, she'd squeeze my arm. What was that? She would nervously ask. I would always reassure her, but she was convinced it was more than the house settling. After all, according to her, the house is too new to be making noises like it did. Nothing more than the odd creak or bump happened for the first few months. Nothing too unsettling, and my wife seemed to be used to the noises by now. When our boiler stopped working one day, I had to go up to the loft to see if I could get it going again. It may seem unusual, but in the first few months of the only place, we'd never been into the loft. I never really had a reason to go up there. The entrance was a small hole covered by a wooden panel in the spare room. Standing on a step ladder, I moved the panel and pulled myself into the loft. There wasn't a light in there, so I called my wife to grab me a flashlight. She passed it up and I panned the light around the room looking for the boiler. As the spotlight moved around the room, all I could see was a mix of wooden beams, insulation and cobwebs. I was actually quite startled when I noticed something completely out of place though. Carefully, I made my way to the other end of the loft, moving slowly to pay attention to my footing. 
all the while trying not to take my eyes off when I noticed across the room. As I approached, I realized it looked like a weird religious shrine. The only way I could describe it is unusual symbols made of wood, something similar to what you'd see in the, the film The Blair Witch Project. There was also five or six old used candles, now covered in dust. Clearly, this shrine hadn't been visited in some while. I gave my wife a shout to get on the ladder and pop her head into the loft. She wasn't at all happy. She mentioned worries about some paranormal stuff and, and told me to get rid of it. I wasn't the least bit concerned though. I just assumed it was put there by some teenagers who used to live there and forgot about it. Probably a passing fad for them. I will admit it though, the shrine was interesting. Even though I am a skeptic, I like to read about folklore and symbolism. So I put the items on my office desk so I can Google their meaning later. Then I went off to work for the day. All day all I could think about was that unusual shrine. What could it mean? Was it religious? Was there satanic connotations? Maybe it meant nothing at all. The questions consumed me, so when I arrived home, I went straight to my office, intent on settling in for a night of research. However, when I got there, the items are nowhere to be seen. I must admit, initially this did creep me out. How the hell could some unusual symbol and old candles up and make their way out of my office? In a more rational moment, I gave my wife a shout. Have you seen the bits I left on the desk? You mean the ones I specifically asked you to get rid of, she replied. I threw them out. I told you I wasn't comfortable with them being in the house. This is mildly annoying, but I thought I could fish one out of the bin so I could research it. I told her my plan. You can't. I don't want those in the house. And even if I did, I destroyed them before throwing them in the bin. I was shocked. My wife is enough of a believer not to want them in the house, but so much so that she was comfortable to destroy them in the process. I was going to ask why, but I didn't feel like sitting through an explanation on the process of cleansing negative spirit from shaped pieces of wood by destroying them, or some other nonsense. So I thought best that'd be the end of it. It would have been great if it was. I had to be up early that Saturday to pop into the office for a few hours. This typically happened once a month and of course my wife loved the opportunity to stretch out on our bed and have a lay in all by herself. As she tells it, she heard a slam of the front door as I ran out to try and make it in on time. Still in bed, she lay there, not really asleep, but not really awake either. She had enough about here to notice the front door unlock and gently open, but assuming I'd simply forgotten something, she didn't think twice about it. However, it struck her as odd that after a few minutes, she never heard the door shut again. So she called out, Hey, you back? Everything okay? No reply. Obviously, this is unusual, because if I heard her, I would have called out to let her know everything was okay. She thought to herself for a moment, I must be hearing things and she rolled over to go back to sleep. At the moment her head touched the pillow, she heard footsteps slowly creep up the stairs. With her mind racing, she prepared herself for the worst. What if someone had broken into the house shortly after I left? She hopped out of bed to be quiet as possible and grabbed the hardest item she could find in the room. Prepared for a fight, she stood next to the door, ready to clobber anyone who decided to take their chances and enter. Footsteps drew closer until it sounded like someone was at the door. She tried to calm her breathing, wanting to stay as quiet as possible so not to alert them to someone being in the house. Staring down at the door handle, she could see it slowly begin to turn. It felt like an eternity watching the handle edge closer and closer to the point of the door opening. She took a deep breath, summoned her courage, and grabbed the handle, swinging the door open to catch off guard whoever's on the other side. There was nobody there.
I left work early and my wife called me in tears telling me what happened. I didn't quite believe that there was some kind of paranormal entity like she said. You know, I thought it was nothing more than that, her hearing the house settling and imagining things. Maybe even one of those dreams that are so real you recall it as if it actually happened. When I got back, I found she had locked herself in the bathroom and wouldn't come out until I checked every room in the house. There was nothing to indicate a person had been there and of course the door was locked when I got home, so there couldn't have been a break-in. My wife was extremely startled by the incident and for the next few days she refused to be left in the house on her own. She wasn't just convinced that someone was there that day. She said she felt like someone was still there with us, somehow hiding away. No level of explanation on my part could change her feelings in the matter. And even though I felt nothing of the sort, I'll admit her persistence and insistence about it did begin to creep me out. A few days after her first experience, I was sound asleep until I was awoken abruptly by a jab in my ribs. I looked at the clock and could distinctly remember it being 3.43am. As I gathered the energy to roll over, my wife whispered, Don't move, he's in the room with us. Even though she's whispering, I could tell she'd been quietly crying to herself. What do you mean she's in the room with us? I said. Look over there, she said, trying to discreetly motion to the furthest corner of our room. I cautiously turned my gaze to that area of the room. I couldn't see a thing. No shadows, silhouettes, or outlines. There's no one there. I'm going back to sleep, I replied. She began to sob a bit louder, so I stood up, walked to the light switch, and as I reached out to turn the light on, she let out a scream. The light was on and the room was empty. See, no one, I said as I tried to comfort her. She was crying so uncontrollably that I could barely make it out. I didn't understand it, but clearly something had her very upset. That wasn't the last time it happened either. On three more occasions, she would wake me up, I couldn't see anyone, would turn on the light, and whatever she saw would disappear. I am ashamed to say that I thought she was imagining it. Maybe stress at work or something. I don't know. She described the unknown figure as a simple silhouette of a medium-built man, with no distinct facial features, except what looked like eyes with a silver glow. Although I tried to be supportive, I didn't for one minute believe it. But for a couple of weeks, every noise in the house had startled her. She was constantly on the edge and would never stay there on her own. Remember when I mentioned that a small experience can change your outlook? The morning after the latest event, I noticed a small pile of stones at the bottom of the stairs. This didn't look like random gravel dragged in with the bottom of your shoes. This had been deliberately placed. I couldn't make sense of it initially, I just stood there trying to work out what it all meant. Suddenly, taking stock of what happened recently to my wife, I was struck by a sliver of belief. As she turned the corner and saw the stone, she instantly kicked off. Do you seriously think this is funny? What the hell is your problem? I was genuinely confused about the issue. You know how I felt about the shrine? Why the hell would you make those shapes down here freak me out? This stopped me in my tracks. I was completely caught off guard and massively freaked out myself. Rather than argue, I apologized and cleaned the stones up right away, trying to put it out of my mind. That night was the first and only time I directly experienced anything. 
We had a work party, so we're about fairly late in the evening, so when home, we went straight to bed. I imagine my wife drifted straight off, but I was laying there contemplating our weekend ahead in the night we just had. Suddenly, I heard my wife starting to cough quite violently, so I opened my eyes and rolled over to check her. You wouldn't believe the shock I had to see a figure leaning over my wife face to face while she was asleep. There were no distinguishing features I could make out in the darkness, but there was a strong smell of smoke. It was distinct smell, not like a cigarette or a cigar, but rather an old-fashioned pipe. I quickly lunged forward to grab whoever it was and finish this once and for all, but no sooner did I reach out, the silhouette dissolved into what seemed like a puff of smoke. I stole my wife awake as I landed on top of her. I didn't want to upset her, so I made up some phony excuse for what I was doing and she went back to sleep. The next day I got straight to researching the symbols of the shrine and the stone formations that I was sure it was related to what had happened. Now I don't know who lived there before me and I don't know what type of stuff they were into, but apparently the symbols in the shrine were those typically used in a curse, placed on anyone who disturbs or destroys it, to experience many restless nights at the hands of a restless spirit. Now I'd still class myself as a skeptic, but my wife, she hasn't had a salt night's sleep in years. Curses, restless spirits, creepy houses. I don't think I'll be getting a salt night's sleep after hearing that story. But what do you think? Did the shrine actually leave a curse on the writer's wife? Or was this just a creative piece of fiction worked up to creep out our listeners? Be sure to visit our website, ghost-stories.co.uk, to cast your vote. We've had many requests for more new episodes in the past few months, so we're working up some ways which you can support the podcast further to help us make this happen. So for more news on the launch of our upcoming Patreon, merchandise, and partnerships that I'm sure you'll be interested in, be sure to follow our Facebook page by searching for Ghost Stories, the podcast. Finally, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen and leave us a five-star review. Doing so is actually the best way to fend off potential curses and restless spirits. Or so I hear. That's all for this week. Take care and don't stop asking. Do you believe in ghosts? It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.